started the car and we were on our way down a path that's led us to the present day now. Time's gone by so very fast. Hi, I'm Ricky from Communication Generation, and this is episode one in the Van Life Culture series, where we put the lens on the van life traveling and blogging movement established by Foster Huntington, who famously quit his Manhattan corporate job to travel and blog full time in a Volkswagen. Van life is made possible thanks to the democratizing potential of the internet and crowdfunding, which allow the little guy to participate. But increasingly, the digital media legends I follow, who have been there since the start of the internet and were celebrating its democratizing potential, are now claiming capitalist monopolies are now crippling those early utopian visions. What does this mean for van lifers? Well, like a lot of creative people, van lifers depend on a relatively even playing field. Van life's origins begin with the hippies in the 1960s, who were in search of a romantic, idyllic, natural, authentic way of life, free of the perils of modern consumer society. As our road trip carries on, we will always remember this song. At the time, a revolutionary VW ad called Think Small was launched and was considered the Mona Lisa of advertising because of the way it captured the mood for a more democratic change in society. This was a masterpiece that would come to transform the teenager experience and consumer culture as we knew it. Think James Dean and Blue Jeans. At the time, the post-war government was encouraging people to spend, 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 and big cars were celebrated as status symbols in a top-down, authoritative, one-way conversation. In contrast, Think Small was a revolution in promoting the type of rebellious, progressive democratic values we now associate with the hippie movement. The ad launched what is referred to as the creative generation in advertising. Teenagers tore the ad out of magazines and put it up on their college dorm walls. It was a big deal. In the new consumer society, lifestyle promotion and performing a cool, youthful, progressive brand identity was to become the new norm. The van life hippies of the 1960s then adopted the VW because to them, Think Small symbolized the subversive, non-conformist values imbued in their utopian dream of a more open, participatory, democratic society. As a new highway begins and the old one ends, but as a road trip carries on, we will always remember this song. These utopian visions continue into the early days of the internet in the form of the disruptive counterculture tech geeks who transform Apronet into the World Wide Web. From the start, the utopian vision of the internet has been of the empowered user with access to unprecedented information, a more informed citizen who crushes authoritarian power and competes on a level playing field. Today, big tech companies led by baby boomers continue to promote themselves as rebel saviors disrupting the status quo. Democratic, cool, authentic youth culture is presented as the hallmark of these progressive firms with open offices, slides, skateboards and flexi working styles. When Apple launched its first ad during the 1984 Super Bowl, it promised to disrupt the authoritarian status quo and think differently. From Steve Jobs through to Mark Zuckerberg, tech gurus enjoy cult celebrity status. They perform this cool, authentic youth persona, but ultimately, it's only a performance. Uber puts people out of work in India. Airbnb means the cost of housing rises from Barcelona to Hobart. Robert McChesney also, with his book Digital Disconnect, How Capitalism is Turning the Internet Against Democracy, further exposes the myth that capitalist interests will create a level playing field. 
Increasingly, only a few websites get nearly all the traffic. Google and Facebook, for example, hold some of the biggest monopolies in history and have excessive power to control government and even the democratic system. And they sell all our data to advertisers. We're living in an area of fake news, mass surveillance, slacktivism, digital distraction. But these are only symptoms of the central problem that capitalism tends to create anti-competitive monopolies without regulation. Crowdsourcing is a way to push back, however. Patreon co-founder Jack Conti was a musician on YouTube. He was collaborating with artists like Ben Folds and had millions of hits. In a stadium, he would have made a lot of money, but on YouTube, his take-home was about $50 a month. After funding Patreon, his support comes from the people who enjoy his work, and it's growing fast. In 2018, his company Patreon is hosting 100,000 creators supported by 2 million patrons and has paid out $350 million. Foster Huntington and the Van Life Democracy Crusaders also use Patreon to create their art. On social media, these modern-day democracy crusaders promote an enviable lifestyle where the traditional ideas about buying a house, consuming and having a huge debt are inverted and they get paid for it. It seems each new generation will have to do their part in democratizing the internet. Without human intervention, capitalism is not going to make the internet a more democratized place and a level playing field. Van life is forced out of the housing market and with huge student debts know this only too well. Join us in future episodes as we continue to explore the van life phenomenon. Journey that's lasted a dozen